Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast by Flashlight Studios. My name is Gabriel, and today is July 9th, 2009. This episode, we're going to be discussing effort value training, or EV training for short. I've noticed from some of your emails, a lot of you do want me to discuss it. Some of you don't know about it and just want me to teach about it. Some of you do know about it and just want me to talk about it, you know, just as a topic for an episode. So this is for you guys who want to learn about EV training or just want me to talk about it. But as usual, before we get to the main topic, let's get into the news. Today in the news, we have quite a few articles, but I'm only going to read a few of them. Our first article is uh, about three new Mystery Dungeon games for the Nintendo Wii. It's going to be sold as WiiWare. Uh, so far, there's not really much information about them, and so far there's only information about them for Japan. The games are called Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Keep Going Blaze Adventure Squad. The second one is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Let's Go Stormy Adventure Squad. And the last one is, again, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Go For It Light Adventure Squad. There's really no information about it other than just the names and that they're going to be released on the Nintendo Wii for WiiWare. So I apologize, I really can't give you much information on that. But I will put up the link to the article that I'm reading so you guys can check out uh, the logos for the games. Because the logos look pretty look pretty cool, but of course they're in Japanese. So um, only those of you who can read Japanese will be able to um, read what they say. And I'm sure they just say just the names of the game. But on to our next article. Next one is about a secret key event uh, for South Korea. It ends July 17th, 2009. I went ahead and I tested it out. You can still receive the South Korea secret key if you have not gotten it in your Pokemon Platinum game as of yet. Let's say you own an American version, which I do, um, of the game Pokemon Platinum. If you haven't gotten your secret key yet, go ahead. You have until July 17th to receive a, uh, your secret key. And it's not, it's over Wi-Fi, so it's not just for South Korea, but it's the South Korea, it's, it's mainly for them. But if you haven't gotten it yet, go ahead, boot up your game, and get your secret key mystery event. Our next article is about Heart Gold and Soul Silver. There's been a release day announced for September 12th, 2009 in Japan. So September 12th in Japan, usually we receive the games here in the U.S. half a year afterwards, so... I'm sure we'll be seeing it here in the U.S. and everywhere else across the world, maybe around spring of 2010. Around the same time Platinum came out this year, for most of us. Platinum came out maybe in April, I think it was this year. So I'm sure Heart Gold and Soul Silver will be coming out around that same time next year, 2010, for, like I said, the U.S. and the rest of the world. And there also has been, in our last article I'm going to be talking about, a video, a commercial. For Heart Gold and, and Soul Silver, I'll put up the link. It's all in Japanese, but you can see some of the video, and it's really cool. It shows some of the cities in the games and stuff like that. It, it, it's got updated graphics. It looks a little more 3D than Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum did, and it shows the Pokemon walking around with the trainer. And even in one scene, it's just like a quick flash of a scene, and it shows a Pokemon using Rock Smash. And the Pokemon that's using Rock Smash just happens to be a Tyranitar. And Tyranitar was one of my favorite Pokemon, so I flipped out when I saw it. So I'm really looking forward to this game, and it even shows Arceus in the video, and that if you trade the Arceus from a Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum game when it's released, 
because uh, obviously Arceus has not been released yet. Uh, if you do trade an Arceus to Heart Gold and Soul Silver, it unlocks some sort of event in the game. Uh, but I'm sure it has to be a special Arceus, of course. And also it shows stuff about the Pokemon Walker. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned that in, the, in one of the last episodes. But there is this thing called the Pokemon Walker that it's like a like a Tamagotchi Gigapet sort of thing. That as you shake it or as you walk with it, if it shakes, or when it shakes, your Pokemon gains experience. And they show sort of an example of that. And they put a Pikachu into this Pokemon Walker thing. And uh, as the little character is walking, it shows a, a person as a character walking. It's gaining experience. So that's pretty cool. So you don't have to be on your game to train your Pokemon. So that's really cool. So I would, I would, you know, I'm waiting to see all that cool stuff that comes with the game. And hopefully the game doesn't cost any more than it normally would. Um, at least uh, in you know U.S. currency. I don't know how to translate yen to U.S. currency because it says it's a uh, 4,800 yen, and I don't know what that translate to translates to in any other sort of currency. But hopefully the games are still around you know 30, 35 dollars, however much it's supposed to be here in the U.S. But that's it for the news. There's other articles, of course, that I did not talk about in today's episode, but I will put them uh, in the show notes. You can go click on them, and so you can see the articles and stuff like that. There's one about um, Jirachi, that there's a distribution for Jirachi in Japan or something like that. Uh, there's one about the, uh, the 12th movie, that there's a preview for the, even the 13th movie. Uh, and then there's another one about other Pokemon distributions. But those will all be in the show notes. Go ahead, click on them, read the articles, so you can be more informed about the Pokemon world, I guess. But that's it for the news. Now let's get on to our main topic of effort value training. Okay, our main topic today is effort value training. Effort value training is a very boring, very tedious process, but we can make it easier as long as you follow the right steps. First of all, let's get into what is EV training. EVs are points, effort values. Every time you battle a wild Pokemon or an in-game trainer's Pokemon, it will increase your stats EV count by a certain amount of points, depending on the Pokemon you battle. And, and I'll elaborate a little bit more in a second. But for every four effort value points you earn in one stat, the actual stat value will be raised by one point at level 100. Let's say I have a Bulbasaur, just level 5 Bulbasaur just hatched, or I mean level 1, I'm sorry. I go ahead and I battle, a, I battle four Pidgeys. Let's say I battle one Pidgey. I will gain one speed effort value point. But in order for me to raise the stat itself, the speed stat, by one point, you need four effort value points. So each stat point equals four EV points. Okay? So for once my Bulbasaur, if I don't evolve it or anything, it doesn't matter. Once the Bulbasaur reaches level 100, its speed stat if I just battle four Pidgeys and I rare candy it up to level 100, if I have, let's say, um, the exact an exact copy of both Bulbasaur, the Bulbasaur that I fought against four Pidgeys with would have one extra speed stat, so it will be faster in battle, just by that, just by you know that one point. So that that's a little bit of an explanation of EV points. Pretty much, you take the number of EV points that you've had your Pokemon earn, divide it by four. And then you round down to the nearest whole number. So let's say my Bulbasaur battled 5 Pidgey. 5 divided by 4 is about 1.2. I take the 1.2, round it down to the nearest whole number, which is 1. So instead of, even though I did battle 5 Pidgeys instead of 4, the Bulbasaur still only earns 
one speed stat at the end once it gets to level 100 and you'll see it you'll see everything being raised um you'll see the 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 experience stat numbers um start getting a little higher once you start leveling up the pokemon especially once you start getting to the higher levels like 70 and 80 but you won't notice a, a significant difference at first but once it's at level 100 you'll notice a big difference each pokemon can hold a maximum of 510 effort value points and each stat can hold a maximum of 255 effort value points. Now if you do the math for that, 510 divided by 4 is 127.5, or 127.5. So each stat, like I said, can only gain 255 EV points. So each Pokemon can only hold 510. So 255 plus 255 equals 510. Now I know you're asking me, but Gabriel, 255 divided by 4 is 63.75, right? And I have to round down. So wouldn't I be wasting that extra 0.75? No, you don't have to. If you go ahead and you bring the number 255 down by a few points, you bring it down to 252, right? 252 divided by 4 is 63 even. So let's say you're making just a basic attack sweeper, basic physical attack sweeper. It doesn't matter which Pokemon it is, just basic physical attack sweeper. You're going to want maximum attack and maximum speed, right? You're going to want to put 255 in attack and 255 in speed to max that out. As long as you know the IVs are maxed and everything, but that's a completely different topic for a different show. So 255 divided by 4, like I said, with 63.75. Now it seems like you're going to be wasting that extra 0.75. So, you're going to want to bring that number down to 252. So, 252 divided by 4 is 63. And now you do that for 252 in speed, 252 in attack. Now you have 6 points left over, because 252 plus 252 is 504. So now, since I said each Pokemon can hold a max of only 510 EV points, 504 is obviously 6 less than 510. Usually people would add that extra... 6 EV points to HP. Now I know you're asking me, but Gabriel, 6 divided by 4 is 1.5. That's fine, because those extra 2 points, at least for this basic physical attack sweeper, the example I'm giving now, those extra 2 points only equals half a stat point, which everything gets rounded down anyway, so it's only going to be 1 instead of the 1.5. Now, some Pokemon give different kinds of effort value stats. I gave the example of fighting against a Pidgey. Pidgeys give one stat effort value point to speed. So in order to gain one stat point by the time you're at level 100, you will need to battle four Pidgeys. Now in order to gain the full 252 uh, EV points in speed, you're going to need to battle 252 Pidgeys. Now that's a long, boring process. I know you're asking me, Gabriel, how do you make this faster? How do I not have to battle so many Pidgeys? The easiest thing to do is you use the vitamins, protein, iron, carbose, those kinds of items. Each one gives 10 EV points to that Pokemon in that specific stat, right? And again, let's say I'm raising a Bulbasaur to have speed effort value points. I go ahead, I give it 10 carbose, and that's the maximum you can give it in each stat. And since each vitamin gives 10 EV points, 10 times 10 is 100. So right there, I just knocked off 100 Pidgey, 
but still, battling 152 Pidgey is still a very boring, tedious process. So in order to cut back on that, there is more you can do. There are hold items, such as the power anklet, the power bracer, power lens, power weight, and the power belt. And each of these items gives four extra EV points on top of what you earned from battling that Pokemon. So let's say I give my Bulbasaur the power anklet, since I'm raising it for speed. Battling against one Pidgey would only give me one effort value point in speed, right? Battling against one Pidgey while my Bulbasaur is holding the power anklet, since like I said, each of these power items give four extra EVs in that specific stat, now my Bulbasaur gains the one from the Pidgey and the four from the power anklet, right? So that's five effort value points. So now instead of battling five Pidgey to gain five points, it only has to battle one Pidgey to gain those five points. So instead of battling, you know, the 152, now you're battling about 30 Pidgey to gain those extra 152 stats. And that's the easiest way to go ahead and speed up the process by a great amount. There are other ways to speed up the process even more, and that's with the Pokemon Virus, the Pokerus. And the Pokerus has been around since uh, the Gold, Silver, and Crystal versions. Uh, to be honest with you, I've never gotten the Pokemon. None of my Pokemon throughout any of my games have ever gotten the Pokerus. But this speeds up EV training tremendously. It doubles everything that you earn. So let's say I battle against, my Bulbasaur battles against one Pidgey, right? And that Pidgey only gives one stat for EV points. My Bulbasaur has the Pokerus, it obtained this virus. Now it only, now it gains two instead of just one. And I don't know the specifics of it. If, like, let's say it's holding a, one of the uh, items that boosts it, one of the power items. I don't know if it doubles the power item as well. That's just something that you'll have to test out yourself. I'm, I'm really not sure. I googled it. I never found an answer for it. If anybody wants to email me, if they know the answer to, you know, if the Pokerus also doubles um, the items, like the power items. And also the Macho Brace also um, doubles what your Pokemon earns. So it's holding the Macho Brace. It fights against a Pidgey. Instead of earning one effort value stat point, speed stat point, it earns two. But the best items to use is obviously the power items, the power bracer, the power anklet items such as that. And having the uh, the Pokerus on it on that Pokemon also makes it makes it faster. But personally, since I don't have the Pokerus, I just use the power items and those vitamins. And also the experience share. Let's say your Pokemon is too weak to battle something that would give it more experience points. You could give it the experience share and put it back on the belt. And have your first Pokemon, let's say your first Pokemon, you don't want to EV train or anything. Let's say my Bulbasaur, I give it the experience share. I put it as, you know, number two on, on the belt. I take out, let's say, a Raichu or whatever. I go out, I battle a Pidgey. My Bulbasaur is holding the experience share. Since, you know, the experience share, it, it shares the experience points. It also shares the EV points as well. So that's a good way to also gain some EV points, if, especially if it's a weaker Pokemon. So it gains the EV points and the experience points without having to hurt itself in battle or potentially faint in battle. Uh, so then you don't earn those EV points. So that's a, that's a way to EV train weaker Pokemon. Obviously, until it starts getting a little bit stronger, then you can EV train it by itself, which is also what I do. Now, there's a way to undo trained EVs. Um, and those are by using different berries. And those berries are the Pomeg berry. 
it says raises happiness but lowers the HP stat. That means it lowers the EVs for HP. And each berry is a Pomeg, Kelpsy, Qualot, Hondu, Greppa, and the Tomato Berry. Uh, each of those, even though it raises your Pokemon's happiness, it lowers EVs for that specific stat. Say Greppa does special offense, Hondu does special attack, Qualot does defense, the Kelpsy Berry does attack, and like I said, the Pomeg is for HP. It lowers it by 10 points. Just like the vitamins give it plus 10 EV points, these berries give it minus 10. So all these items are very useful. Now I know you're wondering, which Pokemon gives what kind of EV point? And it usually depends on what, what that Pokemon is best at. Let's say a Pidgey is a really fast Pokemon. And the same with a Zubat, another really fast Pokemon. A Zubat will give 1 point in speed. A Pidgey will also give 1 point in speed. I will put links in the show notes to some of the notes that I've gotten, because I've had, I've had these printouts. I'm actually using printouts right now to explain this to you guys. I've had these printouts for about a year um, since I first started EV training around roughly a year and a half ago. I didn't understand it too much, so I printed out a bunch of articles. And in those articles, it shows you how to EV train, what items are good for what. It gives you a better exp- uh, explanation than what I do, because I know sometimes I'm not very good at explaining things. So with all these articles, you can go ahead and check it out. Even one of them shows uh, good EV training spots. So I'll put all these articles up in the show notes. Hopefully the links still work. Like I said, I printed this out about a year ago, about a year and a half. So I'm sure these articles will still work. I'll put a, a link up to all the berries. I know we did a we did do a berry episode once before. And if you haven't heard that, I don't think I gave too much of an explanation. But I will give a link up to uh, to the Bubblepedia website that shows um, what each berry does specifically. So that's my explanation on effort value training. If I miss anything, let me know. I think I did pretty well on this before we end this topic. Effort values are hidden values, so you'll have to keep track of it like on a piece of paper. Like just make a bunch of tally marks or something, because that's what I do. I just, you know, do one, two, three, four, and then cross with the five. So I know how many EV points my Pokemon is earning. So I, you can even use like the calculator on the game, but that's not very reliable. So just use like your own calculator or something like that. Or like I said, write it down on a sheet of paper so you know how many points... Uh, your Pokemon is earning so you can keep track of it. But that's my explanation of effort value training. Like I said, I thought it was going to be a lot more complex than that. If you guys are confused, email me at flashlightstudios at gmail.com. I'll try to see if I can uh, reply to you and try to explain better because I'm probably not going to talk about EV training anymore, uh, at least during the episode because it's such a complex topic. And I'll have to try to explain myself and it's just I get confused while I do it. So I'll see if I can email you back if you get confused about it. And if I missed anything, those of you who do know how to EV train, or if you have any questions about it, uh, again, email me. I'll try to put it on the show when I read you guys' emails, and I try to explain myself a little bit more. But now, since we're done with the main topic, let's get to the Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? Now, I know I didn't do a Pokemon of the episode last time, and I know some of you did notice. But the reason I was doing that was because I wanted to see if I can change up the show a little bit, because I want to do something a little bit different. But since I've been really busy lately, um, I haven't been able uh, to take time out to sit here and think of what to do, maybe to change up the show a little bit, maybe to spice it up, whatever, or make it more entertaining, other than me just sitting here talking and explaining to you uh, a, a specific aspect of Pokemon. Um, if you have any ideas, just email me, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. But let's get on to the Pokemon of the episode. This episode... It's going to be Pidgeot. We were talking about Pidgey the entire episode, so I decided to go with Pidgeot. Pidgeot 
first gen Pokemon number 18. It evolves level 18 from Pidgey to Pidgeotto, and then Pidgeotto at level 36 to Pidgeot. It's a normal flying type. Uh, it has two different abilities. The first one can be either Keen Eye or Tangled Feet. And Keen Eye, what it does is your opponent cannot lower the Pidgeot's accuracy. And its second second ability that it could have is Tangled Feet, which uh, your Pokemon ev- your Pokemon's evasion raises one level when confused. Uh, Pidgeot's stats, his base stats are HP 83, Attack 80, Defense 75. Special Attack, 70. Special Defense, 70. And Speed, 91. So that was the Pokemon of the episode. Now let's get on to the question of the episode and emails. Last episode, the question was, if I were to do another podcast or a YouTube channel, what should I do? What should the topic of this new show be? And you guys had a lot of good answers. And I'm not going to read everybody's email because I did get quite a few emails this, this time. Uh, so I'm only going to summarize a couple of you guys' emails, and a couple of them do answer the the, uh, the question. Some of them don't, but let's just get on to the, let's just get on to it. Our first email was from Daniel. You said, uh, as an old school player, I wanted to comment on a few things on Pokemon. One of them are all these limited edition exclusive Pokemon. When it comes to gaming, I'm a completionist, and it really is frustrating to find that it's near impossible to obtain these rare Pokemon once the events are over. I'm highly against cheating. But if it's the only means to the end, it puts a damper on the adventure. And as a completionist, knowing that I would have to cheat or interact with the cheater to complete my Pokedex. Uh, you said, I hope Nintendo provides some way to obtain these Pokemon that doesn't have a time frame for those who pick up the game late. Though I realize these uh, the events are a marketing scheme to promote sales. I know I read your email kind of wrong, but anyways. Um, I understand what you're saying that, yes, those of you who do get the game late, anybody who does pick up the game late... And a lot of these events are mostly right when the game comes out, maybe a week or two after the game comes out. At least for Platinum, the secret key is still available. Uh, It's supposed to be the South Korea distribution right now. If you go ahead and get onto your mystery gift thing, uh, choose Nintendo Wi-Fi connection, you'll be able to get the secret key still. And I checked it out before I did the show. And uh, even though I've already obtained the secret key from the very first distribution uh, for the U.S., I was still able to choose it to receive it but since i already have the secret key i can't do it again so it's still available until july 17th for now i don't know if they're going to be releasing it again anytime soon afterwards but you know i guess we'll just have to keep our hopes up for that and i do i do know what you're saying by yes it is just to promote sales because mostly they do give uh give those kinds of events here at toys r us um or even gamestop sometimes but you know unfortunately that's what it what they have to do it is a business you know but thank you for your email daniel our next email is from mike and um it was from last episode or two episodes ago i can't remember um where i where i'd asked um what was your favorite pokemon and you know give some move sets and evs and stuff like that and you had mentioned that your two favorite pokemon were jolteon and flareon and um i had talked about it in the last episode and you mentioned that yes the two pokemon were for in-game battling so i uh, i was right to answer the question of the episode for this time, you said, uh, if you were to do another podcast, it could be about current events. I was actually thinking about doing that, Mike. That was one of my, you know, one of the top things on my list to try to go ahead and do. But a lot of YouTubers already do that kind of thing, and a lot of other podcasters do it also. For example, uh, Philip DeFranco. If anybody ever watches, um, if anybody ever likes to go ahead and subscribe to, you know, good people on YouTube, I think his channel is uh, 
Philly DTV or something like that. I'm not going to put a link up to it or anything, but he does the news very well. A lot of current event things. He talks about it. He makes it funny. He does it very well, and I'm not as funny as him, and I don't keep up with as many things as he does. And he goes around visiting different cities and stuff like that, uh, promoting himself sort of, and just kind of having little get-togethers all the time, and he's really good at what he does is pretty much what I'm trying to say. I know yesterday was uh, uh, July 8th uh, of 2009, it was the uh, 789 gathering in Central Park. And unfortunately, I'm not able to go to it. And I think it's going on until the weekend, but I'm not able to go at all. Hoping for next year to see if I can go to one of those things, uh, go, go to one of those YouTube events. But um, like I said, I'm not able to do that sort of thing because there there's already so many other people that do it also, that do current events as a topic, that I'm not going to bring anything new to the to the party. Even though, yes, that was an idea that I had, you know, I'm not going to be able to do anything funny with it. I, I wouldn't know how to put anything good together for it. Even for this Pokemon podcast, uh, I've noticed there are other Pokemon podcasts obviously up. And I've listened to some of them, and they're very similar to what I'm doing now. And there's I can't think of anything new or anything funny to do in the show, or something different, at least to make my podcast stand out against the other ones. But, you know, I guess you can kind of see what I'm saying here. But yeah, Current Events was a was a very good idea. So thank you, Mike, for your email. Our next emailer is Casey. Casey has emailed us before. If you've heard the show before, you've heard him. Or at least me reading his emails. You asked, uh, what happened to the Pokemon of the episode during during the seventh episode? I kind of talked a little bit about this when I was doing Mike's email, that I wanted to change it up a little bit. But I want to see if I can do something different with the show. It's starting to, you know, seem a little tedious doing the same thing every time. And I, and I can't think of anything to switch it up to make it a little more interesting. Because like I said, I've heard other Pokemon podcasts and they're doing the exact same thing. So I don't know if I could do something different. If anybody has an idea, any ideas, if you can think of anything for me to do for the show. Not just episode topics, because I know you guys do like to send me episode topics, which is fine. Like maybe like a segment for the show that I can do. Interviews I know would be welcomed very much, but I don't. my computer doesn't have those capabilities to go ahead and record stuff that's coming out of the speakers, so I'm not going to be able to interview anybody like a, or even have a, like a co-host over Skype or something like that. I'm not able to do that at all. But yes, I did realize that I didn't do a Pokemon of the episode. I think another emailer also was wondering about it too. You do answer our last uh, question of the episode saying, uh, wow, that's a, tough answer to, uh, that's a tough question to answer. Uh, considering that there are so many podcasts and YouTube channels covering a wide variety of topics. Honestly, I really can't help you on this one, considering that I don't know your interests other than Pokemon, and I don't want to pick a subject that you that you may not be interested in. And you said that you don't want to have a YouTube channel or podcast that is related to video games, comics, or politics, uh, and it's hard for me to think of something without these restrictions in place. Uh, however, I can suggest a topic for a future episode of the Pokedex Radio podcast, uh, which is fan games. There are many fan games being made and discussed right now on other fan sites. I was thinking of doing fan uh, fan games because I know there are quite a few, but I don't know much about them. So I'll see if I can look up a little bit about fan uh, fan games. Like there's like Pokemon Jade. There was a Pokemon... I think there was a, an old Pokemon Pearl, I think. Or it was one of, the, one of the stones or something like that. I believe it might have been Sapphire or something. I don't even remember. But I, I'll see if I can do a, an episode about that. Not maybe not for the next episode, because the next episode I think I'm, I'm thinking of doing IV training, and not for the tenth episode, because the tenth episode is going to be a little bit different. 
Um, and I'm hoping to get a lot of emails for the 10th episode, those of you, you know, who'd like to email in. Because uh, the 10th episode is going to be a lot of emails since it's, you know, 10. It's, I guess, it wouldn't be an anniversary, but it's a landmark, at least, that we can hit for this podcast. Uh, Casey, you said um, some restrictions. Um, I really don't know. Nothing about comics. Um, another emailer suggested to maybe Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm not into Yu-Gi-Oh! too much, even though I did used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, I'm not into it anymore. I haven't played for like two years. Even though every once in a while I'll have a friend that says, hey, I have a Yu-Gi-Oh! deck. Do you want to duel? You know, I'll say okay, but my deck is an old deck that I haven't used in forever. So Yu-Gi-Oh! really wouldn't be a great topic, at least not for me. Maybe for other people, but not me. Um, so thanks, Casey, for your email. Our next email is from J-Man, and J-Man, you said uh, uh, you could talk about a few of your favorite YouTube videos, um, but if you are, don't quit the Pokedex podcast. Um, I'm not going to quit the Pokedex radio podcast. I might start doing episodes once a month, though, because I've kind of noticed that it's it's been like three weeks since I did the last episode, and even before that, it took me a while to do the episode uh, also, so it might become a once a month podcast or maybe even once every three weeks instead of once every two weeks, which I had planned for. But, you know, I, I don't want to make the episodes so long apart that they're like every two months. Because I know some other podcasts are like that. But I don't want to be like that. I want to see if I can, you know, keep you guys informed and everything as quickly as possible. Um, even though I apologize, the podcasts do come out later than I expected them to come out. Mainly because I'm having some personal problems, so... I'm not able to sit down and, and record, you know, for at least two hours, so then I can edit it down to however long the show needs to be. About your suggestion of doing my favorite YouTube videos, I was thinking of doing that too. Um, the same thing with, uh, with um, I think it was Mike's email. There are also a lot of people doing that. Uh, other podcasts, other YouTube, other YouTubers doing about their own favorite YouTube videos. And I've even noticed that there's even TV programs that are that do the same thing. Like there's uh, anybody in the U.S., um, I don't know if it's if it's broadcasted around the world, I'm pretty sure it is, uh, anybody has the channel G4, and they have a new show called Web Soup, and they kind of just do stuff about videos on YouTube and stuff like that, and there's even one on Comedy Central called Tosh.0, which is like the worst show I've ever seen on TV, but um, apparently it's getting good ratings. There's TV shows about it, there's other YouTubers that do that, there's other podcasts about it, so doing my favorite YouTube videos, or doing like funny YouTube videos probably wouldn't be the best thing to do because uh, again i probably wouldn't be able to bring anything new to the show or, or new to the party was what i what i said before with doing that kind of topic but any other suggestions would be welcomed you know anything else that i could do you know i'm still open to suggestions so keep sending your emails in about what i could do for another podcast or even another youtube okay so thanks jman for your email our next email is from aaron you said uh, as for other podcast ideas uh, you were asking me, are you a fan of anime or other cartoons? And that that might be something fun to do. Cartoons, yes, I'm a fan of a lot of cartoons. You know, I mean, I'm 19 years old, so every Saturday morning I'm sitting there watching cartoons anyways. Um, and at night, or, you know, before I go to bed, I'm watching, like, Family Guy and stuff like that. But uh, I'm not really big into anime that much. Cartoons, yes. I, I mean, I love cartoons. I mean, who doesn't, really? But cartoons, not really that big of a topic for me. It's just kind of something I just watch on TV when I'm bored. But at the same time, I'm really I'm still kind of contemplating on what I'm going to do if I do make another podcast or even a YouTube channel. Your email goes on and you ask about uh, uh, the listener who had the, the dig on their Jolteon. And that listener was uh, Mike, who had the move dig on his Jolteon. It says, uh, and you say, uh, 
I'm probably right that it's for in-game, and yes, Mike did tell me that, yes, it was for in-game. Um, but it's, uh, and you go on to say, but it's actually fairly ingenious for taking out fellow Jolteons who are brought into counter with Volt Absorb. Uh, yes, it is ingenious that you would have, you know, a move like Dig to take out other, you know, maybe Electric-type Pokemon that have, or even other Jolteons that have the, uh, the ability Volt Absorb. But also, the move Dig, it's a two-turn move. So it goes underground the first turn, and then jumps up the second turn. So wouldn't that person just be able to switch out to something else that wouldn't be affected by the Dig move? That would probably have, like, a ground-type attack, like, say, let's say, uh, Aerodactyl, that most likely wouldn't know the, uh, the move Earthquake. I think I can learn an Earthquake, I'm not sure right now. And be able to just to take out your Dolteon right there. Or even, uh, because Aerodactyl is quite the fast Pokemon. Or even something else that would be able to, you know, take the hit of a Dig. You know, it's not getting stabbed or anything from the Jolteon. I don't know. Just this is my just a little question there, but uh, but yes, it is a good move to have on Jolteon, especially for in-game, um, or even for even for a competitive playing. You know, that would be a you know just a bit of a surprise. But uh, thank you, Aaron, for your email, and uh, I did read at the end of your email. I will take that into account. I will watch myself from now on. And that's it for the emails for today's episode. The question of the episode for the next episode will be: What is your favorite baby Pokemon? Since the next episode, we're going to be talking about IV training. And IV training isn't really training, it's mostly just breeding. Um, so I guess you can call it IV breeding instead. Even though it's not going to discuss a lot about breeding itself, it's going to be discussing IVs. And we might throw breeding in there too. So, what is your favorite baby form Pokemon? I guess that's it for today's show. Um, uh, any suggestions for uh, another podcast? Uh, or even for a topic for the next episode? Not the next episode, but a future episode of the Pokedex Radio podcast. And even if you guys, uh, I think I mentioned it in the, the fourth or fifth episode, I don't remember, uh, anybody who would like to try to make a logo for the Pokedex Radio podcast, or even for Flashlight Studios, um, I'm still accepting those. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't received any, even though I did get an email from a listener saying that they would make one. That person still hasn't made one yet, but that's fine. So I'm still, you know, accepting those, uh, any logos. I, don't, I wouldn't know the dimensions. I think it's 300 by 300 pixels or whatever. As you can see, the uh, the logo for this podcast is just a Pokedex with like a little microphone inside of it or whatever, and I don't like it too much. I want to see if I can get something that looks better, maybe even more professional looking. That was just, uh, I threw that together in paint, and it looks horrible. So anybody who wanted to send something like that in, go ahead, be my guest, send one in. And if I get enough of them in, I'm going to actually have a contest to see if I can choose whichever one is the best, and whichever one is the best... I'm going to be giving away a Jirachi. And uh, it's the Jirachi from the bonus disc for the GameCube from the uh, Coliseum game. I'm going to be giving away one of those to whoever sends in the best one. So I'm, I'm hoping to get to, to receive a few of them. And I don't know, like if I only receive one, you know, that's not, that's not really a contest. But I'll still give you a, a Jirachi anyways. And the email address so you can send those into, send any suggestions, whatever, into, is flashlightstudios at gmail.com. And you download us every time at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. And from there, you can also see the show notes and everything and find the links to everything. And the website I'm still working with, it's flashlight-studios.com. I'm still working on that. I haven't put up anything new since maybe three months ago on that website. So it still looks the way it first did. Uh, I haven't put up, uh, I think it was Casey, I was you know kind of talking to you through the show on... Uh, uh, a link to the Zoom Marketplace to subscribe to the Pokedex Radio podcast. I haven't put one up yet, but I'm still working on the website. It's still going, you know, still building. 
So I guess that's it for today's episode. My name is Gabriel. And don't forget, live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time.